Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. All right, this is a safe space. You can tell me. Have you been following the TikToks from the nine-month cruise? I'm asking because so many people keep telling me, and they're kind of ashamed to admit it, but they can't get enough of the social media drama. Today on the podcast, while the internet can't stop talking about strangers on a cruise. I'm Alameen Abdul Mahmoud. This is Commotion. Okay, so right now, as I say these words, there's a cruise ship making its way around the southern tip of South America. It's been out at sea for a month, and they've got another eight. Another eight months at sea. Royal Caribbean's Ultimate World Cruise, that's its government name, I suppose, is taking hundreds of passengers around the globe. And if you're thinking, yeah, sure, I'd love to see the world, but the thought of spending nearly a year in a confined space with a bunch of strangers is my nightmare. Well, don't worry, you can follow along at home. Hey guys, here's a day in the life of living on a world cruise for nine months. So first off, we started off by going to the gym. It was actually rainy this morning, so it was worked out perfectly. And we just finished the workout and I'm sweating. And now I'm about to head downstairs because it's now beautiful and sunny. And we're gonna get ready to go to Coco Cay. So I'm in my bathing suit and we're heading down to the gangway. And I cannot wait to go to Coco Cay. I am sweating. Okay, that is Brooklyn Sweaty, one of the many people posting TikToks through the nine-month cruise. But here's the thing. These videos of ship life have, have spawned this massive online community that is really obsessed with following the minutiae and the day-to-day routines of the people on the cruise. As of last week, videos with the hashtag Ultimate World Cruise have generated nearly 300 million views. What are y'all doing? Why are you watching this cruise so much? Why are we so fascinated by these random videos of people showing off their cabins and talking about their buffet options? What is happening here? And also, is it the future of reality TV? Is this what it looks like? We've got two dedicated cruise talkers. Is that what we're going to call them? Aboard commotion to wade into all of this. Becky Hughes of the New York Times is here. Culture writer Auntie Donahue is here. Becky, and welcome to commotion, y'all. How's it going? Hi. We are living, loving, and laughing, I believe, is how we established. <laughs> as we this. should. As we should. Yeah. Okay, Becky, I'm yeah. going to start with you. You recently wrote about the cruise and this phenomenon of people following it for the New York Times. How did these cruise ship TikToks get on your radar in the first place? And why, why do you find them so fascinating? The first videos I got, actually, before I saw anyone who was getting on board the cruise, I was seeing people like on land laying in their bed being like, do you guys know about this cruise? Because I don't like the sound of it. I feel like something's going to go wrong. Like it feels like White Lotus. Like (laughs) this can't be right. So I started seeing videos like that. And then, of course, my algorithm knew that I wanted more like that. So as soon as people were boarding the cruise and started going off, I was like, my entire For You page on TikTok was just one after another. So I really couldn't escape it if I wanted to. (laughs) You're like, you're in it now, pal. What about you, Anne? 
I, th- I mean, I love to replace morning television with a good hour of TikTok over like a coffee and trying to make my cats love me. Sure. So it's the same thing happened. I clicked on one cruise talk video and then it sent me into a realm um, in which I must face my worst fear of the open sea. And <laughs> it's up there with space, like none of our business. Why are we doing this? It's obs- I'm obsessed. Obsessed. Well, I mean, like what kind of, okay, let's talk about the vicarious impression that you get of cruise life. What kind of impression are you getting from these videos as you spend your hour in the morning with your TikTok and your coffee? What what, what kind of impression do you get, Anne? I mean, for myself, it is um, an, a literal cornucopia of characters. Like there is a character slash real person that exists in real life. And it's say, we're calling them characters. Lie. Love that. I want to come back to that. But anyway, continue. Yes. <laughs> These are real people, um, but you have an audience for They have an audience. Everybody has an audience. There's like, I don't know how many people are on the cruise right now. It says that they can hold up to 2000. I don't know if that's the case and you, like who's on, but you can find the voice that you're looking for. So I mm. personally am very into Mark Sebastian's narrative, who was an influencer who got pay or who's being sent by a publishing company. And he's like the drama star. And I'm frankly, as a breaker high fan, Breaker if High, the legendary have... Canadian television show. Yes. Starring, Ro- starring Ryan Gosling, but yeah. Starring Ryan Gosling. If yeah. you're not going to have drama on a boat and I don't want it to hit an iceberg and sink, I need some person-to-person <laughs> situations. I, th- I mean, this is this has been the fascination of the cruise story, Becky, is that is the thing that Anne just said accidentally or maybe intentionally is like describing these people as characters. Like they, they are, they are in a sense giving us narratives, narratives of their life on board. And we watch them the same way that we watch a lot of the reality TV that there is. So who have been the main characters of this quote unquote TV show for you, Becky? Well, there are a few people who are are actual influencers, like by trade or I guess by nature, um, who, (laughs) (laughs) who, are really good at filming everything they do. Like you just heard Brooklyn Sweatshee's voice and she's a, I mean, she's a college student. So she's really good at making these videos that are really engaging. But I think what people are liking about following Cruise Talk is that they can like discover quote unquote new characters <laughs> all the time. So there are some people who are posting from the cruise who don't have many followers and their videos aren't getting views. And for the people who find their videos, that feels like they've unlocked a new sort of narrative arc that they can follow separately. (laughs) So people are really like, instead of experiencing this like a monoculture, like a reality show, people are basically like picking and choosing the lanes they want to go down, like a choose your own adventure reality show. That, first of all, the phrase choose your own adventure reality show sounds like my worst nightmare. Thank you for telling me that. Um, But second of all, I think like more descriptively, like there are people on this cruise who are like, I'm just here to be on a cruise. Like I, I am gonna. I'm really excited to go to different ports. I'm gonna excited to spend some time at sea. But they are very much the extras, you know, to the, the this sort of reality TV show that is unfolding with these characters. I want to talk about some of those characters. So I'm gonna play a clip of a TikToker that you just mentioned, and um, it's getting a lot of attention for his cruise videos. But it seems like after 10 minutes of research that the average yearly salary a Royal Caribbean worker makes is under $25,000. If you think that $25,000 is a livable wage, you're delusional. <laughs> and uh, allegedly there's like 100 countries that make up the employees or that, that the employees are from on this boat. Not all of them have a great conversion rate. Yikes. Mark Sebastian, 
The TikToker Mark Sebastian shows up on the cruise, starts asking people, I suppose, what how much they're making to work on this cruise. He's currently on board this nine-month cruise, and he's asking these really, I think, really compelling and interesting questions that turn the, the narrative automatically and into like an upstairs-downstairs kind of situation. So let's talk a little bit about what makes him different from the other cruise talkers. What makes him different for you, Anne? I think the fact that I mean, he's not paid his own money to be there. So the stakes are quite low for him. Like mm. most of these people have paid like tens of thousands of dollars to be of their actual funds to be on this boat, which I can, again, I cannot fathom, but this is an experience for them and like, good for you. But he has nothing to lose. And he actually pitched that angle out there to be like, I'll just give an honest account. And then this publishing company was like, yes, go forth. So it's interesting to have a very like unfiltered yet filtered because he's still an influencer um, examination of like cruise culture, because there is a huge discrepancy between yeah. the staff and the passengers, because I mean, we've all watched our documentaries. We all love below deck knowledge. the documentary. Yes, absolutely. Below yeah. de- <laughs> we love below deck the documentary. Yeah. Exactly. But this does not seem nearly as fun as the people who work on below deck probably because it's not a private yacht and they're not famous and they're not on bravo so is anyone tiktoking like the size of their carbon footprint like is that a thing <laughs> i wish <laughs> I, mean, I think if anyone's gonna do it i think it'll be mark sebastian 100 they're documenting the size of their very small rooms it's very it's giving golden girls aesthetic if i'm being honest that boat. <laughs> yeah it's something i actually appreciate about what mark is doing mark is being really honest about how it looks keeps hmm. saying stuff like there's no flowers or plants on board like for as much as people are paying there's nothing beautiful about this ship wow My, i mean like truly nothing to lose and everything to gain by just being honest about this experience hey uh okay so in addition to the videos being made by the people on the ship we're also seeing a lot of videos like this one oh my god it's tea time on the cruise so i have got some gossip for yous i have had some intel that the pinnacle members on the ultimate world cruise are being treated very different to the rest of the guests i could first of all i could listen to that voice forever uh that is tiktok <laughs> user named uk secret travel she's actually not on board the royal caribbean but she's one of the many people posting recaps of what's happening on the cruise Becky, as you can hear, this person is so excited to sort of break down the drama that's happening on the ship. But is that drama, like, really there? You know, my biggest takeaway from when I was reporting and speaking to people on the ship was that there was nothing going on. There was no drama. (laughs) They were, like, perplexed by all of these drama tea accounts that were trying to stir something. Because every single person I talked to was like, "I drama where? Show me the drama. I'm just like on a cruise that I paid for with perfectly nice people and everyone's minding their business. Um, and I kind of think that, I mean, I'm sure Mark's mission was sort of to go there and like stir up a little something because there is obviously drama to be had Yeah. Um, based on, you know, I mean, he's he's finding drama. He's finding sources of drama. But otherwise, before he got there, I would say there was like basically nothing. I was going to say, like, let's, like, like, this is like the machinery of creating a television show, right? And like, the, exactly. in order to create a television show, in order to create some kind of forward moving tension, you got to start to go out and look for that tension in a way. 
Well, the right. Drake passage was its own character, I would argue, where at, until and Mark means. came aboard. Tell so me. the Drake package, okay, Becky, I might be incorrect, so correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. it's where the you're heading to Antarctica, and it's where the oceans kind of all collaborate, and the waves are bananas, and t- like they shut down decks, like it's incredibly seasick inducing. Mm. Um, so that everybody's been waiting to see how they're going to handle the Drake passage. Um, and then they kind of just did an okay job handling it. So now we're all like, well, now what are we going to watch? Well, let's watch people <laughs> not be able to see the penguins because like, it's just, I think we're just starving for any experience that isn't the cold dead of winter. <laughs> yeah. The Drake passage was like the first known narrative arc that mm-hmm. everyone was looking forward to because everyone knows about the Drake shake and the crazy waves and so now we've gotten past that first like chapter marker. It's like, yeah. Okay. But I mean, in a real sense, you kind of go, you know what? If I'm planning the second nine month cruise, I know then to introduce elements of drama because I know that there's going to be certain <laughs> people on board who will want to maintain. Like, and suddenly, like, you get to participate in a TV show because there will be characters who would do that. Like, I would script it a little bit the next if I knew that something this big was going to happen. Uh, Becky, do you see this cruise stock trend as an isolated phenomenon or does it signal like a shift in how we consume our reality entertainment by piecing together the narrative from all these direct sources, you know, no producers, no hosts, just them in real time and then us react? Yeah, I mean, it really echoes the Bama Rush phenomenon of a couple of years ago, mm. um, when all of the girls rushing for sororities at the University of Alabama were making videos about their rush experience. And yeah. people were doing the same thing, sort of like picking their favorite character and following their narrative. Um, I think it's it's probably just a, a response to how everyone knows about how manufactured reality TV is. We all know that the Kardashians and Below Deck and all of these shows are entirely scripted now. Um, so it's like people wanting to find a dose of real reality wherever they can. But I think people are too lazy in the end. I just can't imagine people maintaining this as a mode of watching reality TV. It's too much work to find the people and follow the narratives appropriately. But I mean, like, this is... This is us with a couple of influencers having sort of accidentally or like after the fact found their way on board. I think if you start to plan this out and plot this out, you really might get a universe where it's a bit constructed. And with just the the right placement of a couple of people, I think you might get a pretty decent, you know, nine month cruise season two. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just wonder if people would be put off because this is like the exact thing that they're reacting to is like the yeah. the planned nature of reality television. Yeah. I think what they think they're getting out of it is they feel like they've discovered a corner of the world that wasn't presented to them. What about you, Anne? Do you think this signals a shift in how we want to consume our reality shows? I think it might be a shift in the way mainstream reality is created going forward we're like we understand how bravo is very edited like we yeah. we know that there's behind the scenes people a villain edit that kind of stuff yeah yes but to just seek it out via tiktok that's also so chaotic like you almost need like five people to follow and then that's a story but then you're also arguably a snake eating its own tail like <laughs> it's almost like this is a little subsidiary like the boutique version of a mainstream store like right. where you're like <laughs> i'm tired of wearing what everyone else wears i'm gonna like just follow this trend and it's like everyone else is kind of wearing that too but it's it's very like it gives us the illusion yeah. of authenticity but in 
also there people are editing their TikTok videos. Nothing is real. Is what I, was <laughs> I think that's Except- actually that's a good way to leave it. You know, I've, because we have eight months to go on this cruise, and no doubt we're going to keep talking about it. And Becky, maybe we'll have you back. Maybe we'll do this again in month nine. Okay, thanks for being here, though. That's a great idea. Every day. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, daily cruise talk. Thanks, y'all. Daily cruise talk. You have a good day. Hey, thank you. Becky Hughes is a writer for the New York Times. Auntie Donahue is a culture writer based in Cambridge, Ontario. Hey, I'm journalist Sam Sanders. I'm poet Saeed Jones. And I'm producer Zach Stafford. And we are the hosts of a podcast called Vibe Check. On Vibe Check, we talk about everything. News, culture, and entertainment, and how it all feels. That's right. We talk about any and everything on our show from real life issues like grief to music and movie critiques. And that barely scratches the surface. Yes, indeed. And it doesn't stop there. We have got a lot to say. So join our group chat. Come to life. Follow and listen to Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alameen Abdul Mahmoud, and you're listening to Commotion. Hey, you know Ashley Madison? It's that website that got famous for the premise. It's the dating site for people who want to cheat. Millions of people joined that platform because they thought their affairs would stay secret. But in 2015, the site was hacked, and it exposed more than 30 million people. There were allegations of fraud, a frenzy of public shaming, and a whole lot of devastated relationships. Well, there's a new podcast that delves into the massive toll that it took with some deeply personal accounts from people whose lives were turned upside down. She just got really quiet and looked at me and she's like, oh my God, he's on here. Your husband's on here. I I just looked at her and started crying and i said my marriage is over Oof! it's called exposed the ashley madison hack it's a canadian audible original and it's presented by sophie nalise the canadian actor who you might know if you are a fan of yellow jackets sophie plays a teenage shauna shipman she's the character whose infidelity is at the core of yellow jackets here's a part of our conversation you describe this hack as, quote, millions of tiny bombs going off in households around the world. And he introduces to all these real people who are caught up in, 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 in that when their names or their partner's names were made public. Despite the sexual dysfunction in the marriage, I did love my wife. Even if I went out on Ashley Madison, it wasn't because I didn't love her. It was out of extreme need. So that's Eric, Uh, whether it's this story or one of the other people that we meet in this podcast. Was there a common thread, would you say? Yeah, like I said, I think there was this common desperate need to fill something. Mm. I I think in every household, they were trying to fill something different. But um, there was obviously this point where they felt stuck in the relationship and that there was no way out and they needed to fill a void that they couldn't find with their partner which pushed them to then sign on to ashley madison okay so now this is where we get to talk about shauna for a minute okay because you got the chance to explore the concept of infidelity through the character that you play um on yola jackets when you said you hadn't made the connection between working on this project um and playing shauna Having done this project now, how do you think about it? How do you think about infidelity and what Shauna goes through? Because in in the show, for anyone who's seen the show, Shauna has this affair with her best friend's boyfriend. She gets pregnant. There are devastating results, to say the least. 
yes, while Sean's case is to an extreme. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm obviously n- not for cheating under any circumstance. Yeah. Shauna's is just the proof of how far and, and bad and scary mm-hmm. it can get. But again, the same thing I love about our the, this audiobook is the same thing I love about Yellow Jackets is that these characters are complex and nuanced. And mm-hmm. um, even though Sean has done something so terrible, we root for her because we understand where it all came from. There was this sort of jealousy mixed with lack of confidence mm. and she was trying to prove something to herself or she just wanted to feel loved even though she didn't even actually love him and she never intended on hurting Jackie and then before she even knows it she's stuck in this like guilt and then she can't tell her best friend because she feels guilty and she feels remorse and and then I don't think she never intended to hurt anyone again so mm. um I feel a lot of compassion and, and love for Shauna despite what she's done. Um so I feel the same for the people that were affected by the scandal. The thing that you just said is interesting to me. The thing that you just said about the idea of being like, hey, I'm not here to defend cheating. No one is really out here being like, I'm the president of cheating lobbying. You know, like no one's saying <laughs> cheating's great. But we kind of end up in these situations where we talk about characters where we go, oh, I, I can sort of understand how this ended up here. So you're in your early 20s. Ashley Madison demolished relationships between people who are, let's say, a generation uh, older than you. You've also had this experience on Yellow Jackets of like watching your character, um, Shauna, as a 40-year-old and sort of see the consequences of her desire and her exploration of sexuality and power translate in middle age and there's infidelity there too where Shauna really like seems like Shauna's in this boring marriage and like one way that she breaks out of it again is infidelity. I'm curious, having worked on this project, having had this window into like midlife marriage, marital strife, does it shape the way that you think about relationships and the relationships you want to have? Um... It definitely scares me. I do think we live mm. in a day and age where, I mean, even my in my industry, I just feel like I don't have any or barely any role models of relationships that last mm. through time. I find that it's just gone so casual to cheat on someone. Um, it's not like a big deal. And I don't know how I would react to it. I, I do think I'm a very forgiving person and I I think it's, it depends on context, on if he like tried to keep it from you for years, or if he told you immediately, like every circumstance is different, but it does. Um, I do think in our day and age, it's just, it feels so trivial to, to, to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying that back in the seventies and eighties, it was better because I do think that you can be stuck in a marriage that you're no longer happy in. Yeah. Um, but I do find that in our day and age, people don't really fight for relationships the way they used to. It's kind of like, oh, it's getting hard. Let me find a way to like screw this up and then moving on to something else. I mean, you also bring up a good point of like the idea of like it feeling like it's common now. Uh, Ashley Madison had 30 million users when it was hacked back in 2015. That's a lot of users. But the website now says they have 60 million users. So like I know. They've, they've, they've doubled. Like the, the hack you would, you would think make people go, maybe I shouldn't be a part of this website. It's actually brought more customers, if anything, to it. And the last episode gets into how the site is now booming. And its tagline is still, life is short, have an affair. 
What does that tell you about the state of our relationships and our comfort disclosing these very private things about ourselves online? The internet has made it that it feels like relationships, it's kind of like shopping. Mm. Um, and, and especially with like dating, I'm not really on dating apps because again, um, it just, it doesn't feel like you're building anything honest anymore. You're like kind of trying a little bit of something and then maybe this will work, but you have like 10 other options lined up for you. Um, and so it's not like when you used to back in the day, meet someone and, and, and like it was letters and like phone calls and it, it just, I mean, I'm sure people cheated back in the day as well. Um, but it felt just the relationship when you found something so special, it felt more important. Whereas to now it just feels like you can kind of meet that connection or bond a little anywhere or you think anywhere like it feels like there's thousands of options laid out for you and because there are sites like ashley madison that's like life short have an affair it makes it seem so trivial and like casual to just do it you sort of approaching this from a point of view of like learning about ashley madison as a website after the hack I wonder if that makes you go, you know what? I have a little bit less trust in the world now, having having understood that this website exists, that people do this. Do you do you feel like you trust less because of working on this? Especially because it's still going. Like yeah. the fact that <laughs> like that's what really blows my mind. It's yeah. like all of this and you you hear testimonies on how it's like ruined people's lives, like ruined marriages, like um it goes to the extent of people taking their own lives. Yeah. And then people are just like I'm willing to take that risk. You're like, are you good? Like, are you, how would you willingly want to take that risk? You know what I wish we could do is like have you here, but also have Melanie Linsky, who plays the older version of Shauna here, and see how these two different vantage points, you know, intercheating would be. Sophie and Elise, it's been a delight talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Sophie and Elise hosts Exposed, the Ashley Madison Hack. It's a Canadian Audible original, which will be out next Wednesday, January 24th. She also stars in season three of Yellow Jackets, which begins shooting in May. Hey, that's it for the show today. Remember, you can listen to any episode of Commotion anytime you like, wherever you go to get your podcasts. And also, if you got a minute, check us out on Instagram. We are at CommotionCBC. My name is Alameen Abdul-Mahmoud. I'm going to be here tomorrow. If you're going to be here, I'd love to see you then. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.